Click Stop is brought to you by Lucky Dice Games. Check them out at stores.ebay.com slash Lucky Dice Games. Welcome everyone to this episode of Clickstoff Sudden Death, a quick and dirty Hero Clicks podcast chock full of news, tournament reports, and more vital information to improve your Hero Clicks game. I'm your host, Alex Coos, and joining me today for this episode is the top four winner of my Hero Clicks heart, Daniel Powell. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How's there, how are you doing, Alex? I'm fantastic. Um, why don't we just go ahead and get this show rolling and let's go into click number one. Click one, news and upcoming events. If you've been living under a rock lately, then you may have missed Isaac Arnold Berkowitz winning the 2018 HeroClix Nationals. We will talk about his team briefly in our tournament report section, but a big congratulation goes out to Isaac and the runner-up, Abdul Menachrum, and the rest of the top 16 at Nationals. And you, Daniel, for making oh, top thank four. Thank you. Uh, WizKids has been spoiling more and more of the upcoming Batman animated series, starting with the special Battle Royale Origins. Recently, we've seen multiple cards spoiled, along with seven of the 12 Super Friend-themed chases. So far, we have dials for Robin, Wonder Woman, Hawk Girl, Flash, Green Lantern, Firestorm, and Apache Chief. And all of those have been spoiled, and each one contains a unique sideline active trait that has a chance to rock the meta. The trait reads as follow. Sideline active. Friendly characters have free. If this character critically missed this turn or made the third attack this turn to miss all opposing characters, place a character from your sideline that can use the trouble alert or trob alert a trait adjacent on its blue starting line. Then, at the beginning of your turn, if that character that came in started the game due to the Trub Alert trait, roll a d6. On 4 through 6, you deal that character 1 unavoidable damage. Now, the blue starting line for most of these chases so far have been in the 20 to 40 point range, with some being a decent secondary attacker like Wonder Woman or Hawk Girl, or being a great support fig like Green Lantern, who has TK, Barrier Enhancement, or Firestorm, who has... Uh, perplex. Uh, I'm sorry, probability control. These figures come with a risk, however, as they would be considered easy points in the meta environment that focuses on point denial. Daniel, how do you feel about these chases in general? Oh, and so I think that getting them on the board is fairly conditional. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not super straightforward. Um, but the problem is, is that there's an entire set of chases. We're fairly certain there's 12 of them at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the time that they become legal, which would be July 25th, 2018, till when they retire, which is most likely June 1st of 2020. Yeah. That, right? Yeah, because one, right. one year would be... No, they might make it to 2021. 
Yeah, there, WizKids is a little sketchy with the, the July-August sets. And yeah. So they usually give them an extra year. So maybe 2021. Yeah, so from now, from then until then, your sideline should never be less than nine characters <laughs> for a 300-point game. And in a 400-point limited, rock-limited game, oh, you should you, you, you should have uh, all 12 chases on the sideline. <laughs> there, There's absolutely no reason not to have that. The fact that they made 12 chases that you have to have on your sideline, and it, it's, it's free to have them on there. That's right. the problem. It's free to have them on your sideline. You pay no points. You just have to think about it. I mean, it's a little bit, I don't know how to say, advanced strategy to think about planning out missing your third attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't actually want to miss. But if you hit, you probably want to hit. If you miss, you get to bring out a dude. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like, all of those things are just it's not conducive it's conducive to having to buy more of the set which i totally respect whiz kids for doing they need to be able to want you to buy the set i just don't i just dislike that you have to get 12 of them uh and play them for the next uh two to three years see it, it makes me want to play a character like flora colossus or something like that more often because i personally i rarely use floor glosses for its actual retal like i'll try it and i know yeah a nine attacks really ever gonna work well now all right i have my main two attackers attack i'm gonna hold that third that floor glosses retail for my third attack i know she's gonna miss and there we go i can plan it to have them come in when i want them to i also think it's gonna be i think i feel the chases are gonna be a good way to not a good way but a way to separate the very good players from the good players because a very good player is going to know okay i have the opportunity to bring them in but i'm not going to because that will lose me 30 or 40 points because they'll be able to kill it immediately whereas a normal player will just be like oh yeah free free fig i'm going to call him in immediately or not call him do that immediately the next turn Mm -hmm. um another takeaway from the chases is the fact besides uh, that there's 12 of them do you think WizKids will fix it where there's a chase per brick? Or are we looking at a secondary market that will continue to have incredibly high prices for needed pieces? Oh. Ugh. That, that's, just, that's just a moan, Alex. That's that's all I have is just a moan. Um, I would think with 12... Uh, and there hasn't been 12 chases since, what, DC 75th? And I, I wasn't playing then. I don't believe you were either, right? Right. No, I was not. Yeah, so, I mean, the last... Um, set that we had with a chase per brick was Trinity War and it had seven chases mm-hmm. um, but we've had seven chase sets since then without um, a chase per brick um, so I say all that to say that if they're not a chase per brick uh, I don't know. That will make me very upset. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of ridiculous to have to get twelve cases yeah. to get them all. And there are, there uh, are primes in this set, so if they don't do one chase per brick, then if you're buying a couple cases and you end up with some of those primes, that's really gonna make you disappointed. Yeah. Um, 
Now, Trinity Ward did have primes as well. So the optimist in me says chase per brick and there'll be primes sprinkled in and you'll be okay. Now, and Trinity Ward did have a ultra chase as well. Right, the White so Rabbit. It, yeah, it really had eight chases. So, um, I'll tell you what, I'll take the optimist view today. I'm pretty in a pretty good mood. Let's just say chase per brick. We'll find out in uh, about a week and a half. Yeah, and there's also special objects, supposedly, in this too, right? Ooh, we haven't... Yeah, we've seen, what, one of them? Uh, we've seen... Well, the... Let's see, we've seen the Venom Harness, we've seen the Batarang, but that comes in the, what, Starter Set or Fast Forces or something like that? Right, right. Um, so I don't know if they're going to be kind of like the Thor ones where they're tied to a character. Um, that makes the most sense. And we I don't know how many we're actually getting. So The thing is, is I don't. they haven't released the Solicit for the set yet. Right. I think they've released the Solicit officially, but they haven't given the breakdown yet. And it does totally look like they're going to be like the Thor set. Yeah. Uh, because the, with the Joker that they've shown, um, you know, comes with the Christmas present. And the Bane came with the Venom harness yeah. in the booster. So um, we just don't know how many we're getting. We're for sure getting three. Yeah. Uh, because the what the Christmas present S zero zero three. Yeah. Um, have and do we know what the Venom harness was? Uh, I'm I don't know right off the top of my head. I can look though. I I do know that so far what they've shown us of the special objects, the two that we've seen, I've liked both of them. Um, I haven't been like, oh, that's that's a shame, or kind of like the uh, the web shooter where it's like, oh, that's very, very situational. Um, I've actually liked both the Batarang and the Venom Harness. Uh, don't don't be sleeping on the web shooter. <laughs> web shooter gives you a leap climb, don't forget that. That's true. Yeah, the Venom Harness is S002. Yeah. So we uh, we may only end up with three or four, um, and that's okay. I'm all for more special objects, um, especially more on the DC side. Uh, because I know my local venue, we do some events where it's just DC Universe only, Marvel Universe only. And with the weapon drop going away, we're left with the Joker gas canister and Harley's hammer. And so it would be nice to have more DC special objects, especially with the eventual retirement of Thor, which is still a couple years off. But I, li- I like it when they sprinkle special objects around. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like when they come in the Fast Forces. I like that the Batarangs in the Fast Forces, the Weapon Drop is in Fast Forces. Um, I don't know. I really do like the Venom Harness, too. Oh, yeah. Definitely a lot of... it's a Proteus-esque thing. It, it'll be interesting to see. Now, I think the Batarang is actually in the starter set. I feel like yeah. what they released was the starter set. I thought with the really unique Joker, I thought at first that was the Fast Forces, but I believe that's actually a starter set, which is good for me because I, I believe the supposedly the updated rules or the rules clarification should be coming sometime in July, I think. Yeah, and so, I think so. Hopefully, one would hope, WizKids puts those changes in the rulebook that they're putting in this. No guarantee. I, I, I don't think so. I think what they said is that the set 
after Batman is when they're going to have the rules changes finalized. Uh, sad day. I, I think the timing's a little bit later than you're expecting. Yeah, sad day for me. But oh well. Um, also, everyone, don't forget that uh, Ninja Turtle Unplugged has recently dropped. Um, it actually released today, which is what we're recording on the Wednesday. Um, don't miss out on these tubular figures based on your favorite Ninja Turtle uh, Ninja Turtles video games. Uh, Daniel, real quick, how do you feel about the the pixels, the pixelated turtles? Um, no. The <laughs> I, I I pick up my case tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, so I want to see them in person. But the the sculpts that I saw at Origins, I was okay, and then the sculpts that I saw on pictures on Facebook so far, mm-hmm. I'm just I just. I can't get behind them right now. Yeah. Um, it's certainly different. Um, the they've made eight bit Funko Pops, right? Uh, with the turtles and different things, and I'm just not a fan of that either. It's kind of that Minecraft style, eight uh, bit style. I don't think it translates well. Mm-hmm. Like it looked good in 1992 when we had 13 inch TVs. <laughs> Um, but in 2018 with 4K HD, I, I want 4K HD sculpts. Yeah, I, I understand that. I think for me, the nostalgia is enough to have me overlook the the kind of blocky picture of it because I was a huge Turtles in Time fan. I used to play that game constantly. I remember playing it. I feel like I remember playing the Turtles arcade game at like a Chuck E. Cheese growing up or something along those lines. So even though pixels don't really translate well to 3d just having the figures represent that is probably going to be enough for me to like i'm not disgusted by them i mean i I, it's kind of like hey you're trying to do something that was really difficult i'll give you an a for effort but as far as how it looks probably a c or a d but eh, either way yeah i'm not disgusted by them i'm just not thrilled by them i've talked to a lot of people who said they will not buy the set because they did not like the pixel figures I was like, all right, I mean, that's it's your prerogative. Sure. Um, we do have some big events coming up on June 30th is the Clickstoff Classic in Owensboro, Kentucky. There is a Winamap planned the night before on June 29th, and there's definitely a lot of fun and prizes expected at the Clickstoff Classic, including some Connelly figures. If you've been debating taking the drive, then debate no more. It is well worth the price of admission. Do you have anything you want to add to that to kind of entice people to come up to the Clicksoft Classic? Sure. Daniel? So, I mean, uh, yeah. So, we've got uh, Connelly figures for the lower half of the field. Uh, we've got Connelly figures for the upper half of the field. Uh, we have extra bricks added to the Mega Super Qualifier kits um, if we reach our certain goals, uh, which is uh, 30 and 40 people, uh, which we're su- really hoping to hit that level. Um and uh, we've got uh, Battle Royals going all day with WKO prizing. We've got Forges and um, Black Kings and Mandarins and things like that from earlier in the year. Nice. Um, and, you know, I talked to somebody today. I went to the local comic book store, um, and one of the guys from out of town had come down. I just happened to see him in the parking lot, and he's like, man, I have so much Avengers Infinity stuff. I don't really know if I want to come watch Battle Royals. And I said, but alas... We are also having Fast Forces Battle Royals. Ooh, I love Fast Forces Battle Royals. You play, you pay ten bucks, um, you get a random Fast Forces, 
and you battle it out, and then you get a random prize figure from WKO Prizing to go along with it. Very nice. Very so nice. it'll it'll be super balanced because um, it's all fast forces, so everybody has a good random chance, um, and you get to walk home with the fast forces. Yeah. That that's worth the ten dollars by itself, and you get a prize figure on top of that. Very very nice. All right, well, if you guys can't make it to the Clickstop Classic, then don't miss the next segment of the Houston Shootout, and this one is down at Toxic Toxic City Games on June 30th in Texas City, Texas. Um, I know they have a really popular uh, rock segment going on down there, so if you're in the Texas area, the, Houston, uh, the Texas City area, definitely check it out. Also, if you have a tournament coming up that you want promoted, Feel free to tweet us at Clickstoff using the hashtag SuddenDeath. We will do our best to promote your tournament whenever we do a show. Uh, no guarantee we could get on there, but just put on the hashtag SuddenDeath. Give us the info about your tournament, and I'll try to throw it on the podcast. So- uh, we've got we've got one other one. Um, the Comic Dimension in North Carolina is holding their Super Qualifier on Saturday as well. Nice. Very popular uh, weekend. Yeah, so three three major events happening this Saturday, so we'll have a lot to cover um, breakdown-wise uh, in the coming weeks. Definitely. Speaking of breaking down tournaments, let's move on to click number two. Click two, tournament reports and analysis. All right, so the main tournament that we are going to talk about today is obviously Heroclix Nationals, so I know you guys... Can- we, we went into a discussion about the different teams that we saw in Nationals. I want to break down the top four. Um, we don't have to go into huge detail about each individual team, but I do think, especially from you, Daniel, to get an idea of, all right, here's the figures on the team. How does the general concept of the team work? Because if I was a newbie player and I see someone play, oh, Star Fox, Chase, Infinity, Unseen a couple Groots and some stuff, I can kind of get a basic idea, but I don't know really what the concept of the team is, how it plays out. So that's what I really want to go through. So let's go ahead and start. Um, do you want to start with your team first, and then we go through the other three? Um, Sure. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Um, uh, go ahead. All right. So uh, Dan was playing Unimind, of course. With three Forged and Blue Flames, that's with the Star Fox Chase, Thanos, Colossal, and Makari. Uh, Lockjaw at 75 points, Avengers Infinity Groot at 20 points, the Pocket Pym Tank at 8, Symbiote at 6 points, and then 20 points in ID cards, Jean Grey, Professor X, Storm, Wolverine, the Invisible Plane Special Terrain. Um, did, was it just 20 points in ID cards, or did you have 25? No, just 20. Okay. I'd have been illegal if I had 25. That's true. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the team, the general concept of it? So, uh, you know, I think we'll get this in a lot of our teams as we go through it. Uh, without a super detailed breakdown, we, we know I did we did match-by-match match stuff. Alex joined us on the main episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is really a, a big part of the tournament breakdown is it's point denial. Right. Um, you know, the original iteration of my team had Groot and Flora on it, which gives up 30 points. Well, Groot in the pocket tank only give up 28. Right. Um, you know, 
two points doesn't seem like a lot, but in the mirror, that's huge. Right. That's a game-winning amount of points. Um, you know, and it, it better meshed um, when I went dropped to the tank. It allowed me to upgrade the chamber student ID to a full-on um, headmaster ID. Mm-hmm. Given that our um, uh, student new student IDs weren't legal yet, right? Um, so I mean that's the real big part of it. Um, the other thing I got a lot of flack a little bit about my Thanos, uh, and Thanos is a giant, not a colossal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a lot about him, um, but I will never leave home without a uni mind that doesn't have sidestep. Right. Is he still currently the only one that gives sidestep? We haven't gotten anything uh, new, right? In, in modern, yeah. Right. Um, the only other one is uh, the Star Fox from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, with Supreme Intelligence retiring, um, I can tell you the number of times that I picked up uh, Hypersonic was way less. I don't even I don't even know if I picked up Hypersonic, Alex. Really? Um, I always did sidestep or defensive power or prob. Hmm. Um, you know, the big deal there though, is that you have to then chew through lockjaw or bust uni mind, um, to score any points further. And at that point, I mean, you're in my face. I have flurry was from star Fox. Um, you know, I'm taking, something's coming down with me if we're going down. Right. Yeah, but I know point denial. I know games nowadays either are very low points or it is a complete washout, like a complete I took your whole team. Um, most of the games I was playing, which I was playing a team that basically mirrored yours, I just had a different special terrain. Um, most of my games came down to all right, what are the one or two pieces that I can take out to give me the advantage, knowing that you would take out my tank and my Groot, because you were not going to take out my lockjaw and unimine and that's really what it came down to uh, you had to do a lot of id card management because um, those five points you give up those might be the five points i lost a game 25 to 20 we took out each other's groots i called in a wolverine real early um and he was able to support back up so it was kind of one of those you got to be real mindful of those five points on id cards because in today's game, it's all about point denial. Yeah, and uh, to that point, I don't even think I called out Professor X. He's a big liability. He, huge, huge liability. Yeah, it, you set him out. He has no way to move an attack. If you don't have a way to get Lockjaw or whoever called him out out of the way, he's dead. He's going to be dead next turn. Even if he has shape change... I'm probably going to call in... I'll call in Jean Grey. I'll wait a shape change just to kill him. Because that's me giving up five points to take out your 40 points? Or however many points he is? Yeah, so, 50. Yeah, uh, 50 points. So that, for me, that is a... Okay, that's a 45-point differential. I'm, I'm taking that every time. Yeah, 100%. I mean, really, I use Unimind to attack more. Which, you know, we kind of knew that going into Nationals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was super apparent. Um, you know, I think the biggest things was I got asked a lot when I dropped my tank. Um, I only dropped the tank if I needed to kill a surter. 
because um, I was not touching a Surtur with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. Literally, I mean, a 10, you know, Unimind has a 10 range. That's a terrible <laughs> joke. Um, yeah, so I was, uh, I, 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 would, I dropped the tank on a Prodigy needing anything but a 3 just so I could drop the tank on uh, Surtur. Very nice. Speaking of Surtur, let's go into um, Matty G's team. He played Mini Shredder, 90 points, uh, Sam Cap at 80, Pip the Troll at 40, Mangog at 30, Surtur, 25 points. Um, he had a Giant Girl on the team and a Pocket Pim Tank at 8 points. Um, when this was released, they were not sure if it was a Fast Forces Giant Girl or Main Set. I think it was a Fast Forces one. Um, Probably. Yeah, I would assume it would be. Um, so why don't you break down the general concept of Matty G's team? Um, do we know what ID cards he had? We don't, do we? Um, no, it was not on the main list for Nationals, the, whoever posted these up. Yeah, I mean, the the main deal here is Pip the Troll phases all the way out, carrying Sam Cap, Mini Shredder calls out, you know, Sam Cap calls out an ID, Mini Shredder, uh, then pings you for existing. Um, I mean, that's at least how the initial turns work. And if you don't get rid of all of the uh, retaliators, then the retaliators come over and make you have a terrible day. Um, Mangog, if you let Mangog promote, that's bad. Uh, Mangog has a 19 defense. Mm-hmm. I, fa- I faced one Mangog and went after him needing a 7. Um, and I missed the first attack, but luckily hit the second one. If not, if I if I missed that, he was going to promote on me. Yes. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, the Surtur, Mangog, you know, Mangog can put out enough damage on retail to reset a mini shredder under right conditions. Right. Um, so it's, it's super tricky to get by if you don't have the right answers for it, i.e. multiple, uh, bolts of penetrating damage, um, you know, shredders of your own that can get across the map. Uh, a tank, depending on how Matt placed, you could have tanked his team. But you had to be careful because Mangog can't be tanked. Right. He's got impervious. Yeah, which is even worse. <laughs> yeah. he he's, he's dangerous and hard to take out, but if you have someone who has penetrating damage and like Unimine, like Professor X, he's a, he's a high-risk player, but he has a high reward. If you can get mm-hmm. him to work, um, I faced one manga, one team with a Mangog, Surters, Fast Forces, Giant Girl, all of that. Um, I didn't let him Colossal Retail the entire game. I carried Lockjaw around, had Lockjaw call in people, and ran out of the way before the Colossal could uh, retaliate. So my Unimind became a glorified taxi, and I hated that's how it worked, but that's really one of the only for sure ways to counter Colossal Retail is don't leave anyone that could be retaliated on on the board. Yeah, uh, for sure. All right, let's talk about second place. Abdul Menachrum. He had a cosmic theme team plus five. He had the Star Fox Chase at 80. Infinity at 75 points. Unseen, 65 points. We have two Groots, which equal 40 points. Ape Batman at 15 points. Uh, Mjolnir at 10 points, and then 15 points in ID cards, Wolverine, Iceman, and Professor X. Now, you had a chance to go against him one-on-one, correct? 
Yeah. Um, I'm, I'll shout it to you real quick. <laughs> um, Infinity is no joke. Um, so funny part of this, I, I could give a little bit of a breakdown here. Um, we both crit hit for Matt. Mm-hmm. And he Very had nice. two... He had two more than I did. Um, Infinity messes with your combat math. Uh, with the negative one speed, the negative one range. Um, so the big deal was for me in this matchup was I missed that there was a Leslie Evans pog. I didn't have time to make my 3D ones before Nationals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I now have everything to make my 3D Leslie Evans pogs. So Leslie Evans was in the way for a single target pulse wave on unseen. Um, I messed that. I messed that up and had to take a regular shot. Unseen rolled a four. Um, so you know it was one of those things. I recovered back to a roll off mm-hmm. um, in that matchup. Uh, funny fact, just for flavor here, Abdul did have two roll offs in the top cut, both of which he won. Wow. So, Abdul should have went to the casino afterwards and rolled some more dice. <laughs> um, so, the- so, you know, the, the breakdown was eight bat... And the, really, the, the neatest trick on this team, I think, was eight Batman brings back Mjolnir to Star Fox for a turn one equip without picking powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I know that's big on some teams. Some teams I went against, it was a... They either used a Fast Forces Giant Girl um, to eventually to basically carry Star Fox over there and do it turn two. I did not see a lot of people have a turn one Mjolnir equip. Yeah, I mean, that, that's really the biggest trick of this team. I mean, Star Fox now has a nine range for his flurries. Um, you know, I don't think Unseen, Unseen, in my matchup, Unseen didn't do anything except roll out. Um, he, I don't even, I mean, Abdul hit his, with his 14 attack on Star Fox. So I don't even think he needed to use the prob any. Yeah. Um, I went against one unseen and he is a pain in the butt, basically. Um, he's not amazing, but he is a very good figure that could be a thorn in a lot of people's sides. Cause the only easy way to kill him is single target pulse wave because he has that, Unoutwittable super senses for four through six, which or precision yeah. strike helps a little bit, um, but he's got a prob, and so it, it's going to be a rough go. Yeah. So while I don't think, I think here's my here's my props for Abdul is no one part of his team is that great, <laughs> but. When it's in this particular combination, it's really good. Okay, I get you. Yeah, so you know, Groot. A couple of Groots by itself don't seem very threatening, but four walking woods on the underground map is threatening. Right. You and- know what I mean? So uh, Star Fox plus Mjolnir, we expected, right? Infinity is fine is you know not as threatening but when it's on a theme team on the underground map it's threatening right and it's also two groups on a team where you you do not care about outwits whatsoever everyone has power cosmic 
So you don't care about giving your opponent potentially two Leslie Evans. Um, which, for me, if I was playing Unimine, I mean, I would be a little concerned with two Leslie Evans. Uh, two of the doctors because I can target one of them and then target something else dual target with Unimine and alright one damage goes to him to kill the Pog and then the other damage goes to the other guy but with two that means I've got to waste an attack to kill both of them on his team I'm pretty confident everyone had power cosmic except for the Groots of course so who cares if you give them outwit pieces none of your pieces can be outwitted that matter so yeah and I think the other big thing on this team is that uh, in, on July 7th, mm-hmm. he can go from three IDs to five. Because mm-hmm. you just drop Iceman and Professor X and add in three student IDs. Yep. And uh, that's, that's pretty potent as well. So. All right. And then the winner of Nationals. Let's talk a little bit about Isaac Arnold Berkowitz's team. Uh, he had Shredder clone with Ocean Resurrection trait. That's 85 points. Star Fox Chase at 80. Uh, Sam Cap at 70. Fast Forces Giant Girl at 10. Main Set Giant Girl. Actually, Samantha was at 80 points, I think. Um, Samantha's 70. Is she 70? Then I misspoke earlier. Um, Fast Forces Giant Girl at 10. Main Set Giant Girl at 10. Carnage at 10. Mjolnir at 10 boxing ring and then he had uh it says here chamber gene gray professor x and wolverine ids yep um i know you faced him in the swiss um, rounds and you beat him so why don't you talk about his team a little bit since you intimately know it yeah so i mean basically the turn one for him was move up into the boxing ring you know with uh, massive amounts of movement from the giant girls um and um he used the one giant girl as a transporter, the main set one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Fox Chase got up there with the Fast Forces one. Um, I mean, you know, we said in weeks going up that main set giant girl is a great Sam Cap transporter. Mm-hmm. And turns out that she is. Um, so we get into the boxing ring where it's hard for you to shoot him. Um, he would call out Professor X or call out an ID, right? Typical Sam Cap stuff. Um, but he would shoot you with Star Fox Chase. Or, uh, sorry, Star Fox Chase would do his plus two perplex. Mm-hmm. So he's he's rocking a 13-14 attack, and then Samantha Wilson's uh, perplex goes into damage, and he's rocking it out. Oh, yeah. Um, now, I mean, I, I did uh, wipe... Um, Isaac in the sixth round of Swiss, uh, but like I said, I wasn't able to get past Abdul, so we don't know how it would have went the second time around. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, Unimind is probably the one counter to Star Fox, um, in that he can negative four Star Fox's damage and Star Fox's toast. Right. Um. So um, before we move on to the next click, now that we've kind of completed the tournament reports. Give me your overall feelings about the Star Fox chase. Because I know going into Nationals, um, there were some people really hyping him up. Some people that were really like anti-hyping him up. Basically saying he's not as good as it is on paper. Um, but as we've seen, clearly, um, there was a lot of Star Foxes out there. Um, so what is your general opinion on the Star Fox chase? And how would you fit him on... 
would you mirror a team like Isaacs? Would you try to build differently around him? Um, I know he's a hot piece coming out, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in the next segment of buy, sell, hold. So, how do you? Yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, basically, he was on all top four teams, right? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that is true. Uh, well, uh, Matt, I, th- I think, I think, oh, Matt didn't have him. Did yeah, he? Matt, Matty G didn't have it on that. Oh, okay. Um, I think uh, I would do Matt's team with uh, with Star Fox instead of Mini Shredder. Yeah. If I was to, if I was to do that, um, that's just my opinion. Um, you know, the other the other thought is Star Fox is really good, um, but you, he has to be careful about the pulse wave and the poison, mm-hmm. um, and the shredder pings. So you, if you're you can't just pick him up and play him. You have to have that. I'm not going. You have to have that level of map awareness of where to place him, or he can get to his stop click pretty quick. Right. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are going to see the results from nationals, see that Star Fox is so popular, and immediately try to buy one with Mjolnir. But like you said, it is a he's a more of a finesse piece than people realize, and so he's going to require very very specific placement like there's some players who are unbelievable at placement and those are the people who do really well in tournaments you could give them whatever team and they know how to place all their figures very very precise to play whatever incredibly well and i can tell you the uh the kid wonder did a good job at that so yeah and so if you for all those aspiring meta players out there Take a Fast Forces, go to the Clickstoff Classic, play in the Fast Forces tournament. Um, take a Fast Forces, take whatever team you want to make up, and work on placement. That matters so much. Say, alright, here's my first move, here's how I would place on this map. Or, I'm going to go against a Shredder team, this is how I would place to protect my people without Invincible. Placement is huge. If you can't place well, then you're going to... You're going to forget that one piece is out there and a pulse wave will be able to kill him or anything like that. Work on placement. It's huge. Yep, agreed. And I forgot, Alex, on my last Batman uh, thought real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still need equipable Invincible. <laughs> um, I, I have, well, I can't imagine how Batman would do that, though. <laughs> like, there's not... It's Batman! Because it's Batman! Like, But what kind of... Like, I'm trying to think of an item that Batman has that would give Invincible, like a Bat Shield or something. Or that if it was a Bat Shield, they'd call it ESD or something. So I'm trying to think of, like, I don't know, like something that would work that would give Invincible thematically to the set. Like a, like an armored Batman or something? I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea. And I, bat, do, I, doubt they'll go down that, I doubt they'll go down that road, unfortunately. All right. Fair enough. There's my one. There's my one tangent for the episode. <laughs> All right, let's move on to click three. Click three, buy, sell, hold. All right, everybody, welcome to our buy, sell, or hold segment, where we help you navigate the ever-growing HeroClix secondary marketplace. Um, to start things off, let's talk about a few buys that I'm making, and Daniel, if you have any, we'll get to yours here in just a second. Um, Right now, I'm looking at all the Avengers Infinity chases outside of Star Fox and Quasar, and I'm thinking, bye, bye, bye. To to quote NSYNC, I am buying all of those, even though I know it's a different meaning for buy. 
uh, Photon, Tigra, Moon Dragon, and even Thor has a ton of playability. Now I know Star Fox was the main guy, his Perplex is the one that really kind of sets it off, but I feel like Photon has potential, Tiger has uh, potential, even Moon Dragon, even Thor has potential. Um, and most of them right now are only going for the price of a super rare. I think Photon's like maybe $30. Um, and actually, I think all three, Moon Dragon, Thor, and Photon, are barely crossing $30, and that's insane compared to what you get on their dials, like 12 attacks. Sure, they don't have a move and attack, but most of them have range except for Tigra. They got the stop clicks, they got pretty good values at 12 attack, and they're going for dirt cheap. They're really, really inexpensive. Like, they're a lot less expensive than the X-Men chases. Now, I know the X-Men chases have ID cards, but it kind of blows my mind that they're going so cheap. Because it only takes one person to be like, oh, well, I found a neat trick with Photon that's going to work. Um, another hot buy, uh, as you saw on Dan's team and Matty G's team, is the Pocket Pim Tank. And the obviously the giant tank that goes with it. Um, I know most of us on Team Clickstop use the tank. And while it's not a must play like it was a year ago when it was broken. Um, having an 8 point pog that doesn't break theme and allows you to play another ID card is pretty awesome. Add in the fact that it's a great way to take out a bunch of colossals. And walking wood specifically. Now, I wouldn't use it just to take out walking wood, but there have been scenarios where I took out a bunch of colossals and aimed it to take out some walking wood at the same time. It's a great piece to have. Um, I just recently bought one because I sold mine forever ago. I rebought it for $15. And that's, oh, nice. That is cheap. Um, and that's because everyone basically forgot it. I didn't really hear anything about it until Nationals. Um, so definitely... Get, buy one up now if you can. It's pretty cheap. Don't you don't have to worry about the giant man. The giant man's cool. Um, he's not a game breaking piece. He's cool though. He might work well on an Avengers team. Um, but you really just need the pimp tank and the giant tank that goes with that pimp tank. Those are the key pieces. Um, my last buy for this episode, um, I'm gonna say one last time is the X Men IDs. Uh, this is probably your last chance to buy some before prices. Um, rise a bit. Now, I'm not expecting things like a Skids ID or an MID to hit anywhere above like $2 or $5, but with the Blackbird out in the wild, and it becomes legal here in just a week or two, there's going to be a few ambitious individuals that will make the Blackbird work. Um, I am no doubt about it, because in my head I'm thinking, alright, it's not nearly as good as the Quinjet, but there are some people who use the Quinjet a lot and they're like alright the Blackbird it's kind of a knockoff of that but it's I'm going to make it work and they probably will and at that point IDs are going to rise in price a little bit um, further we get away from the set prices always rise for things that are needed in meta so definitely the last time I'm going to say it get your X-Men IDs um, especially get your Headmaster IDs they may have dropped a little bit in price since the Blackbird came out because someone might be thinking, I don't need this Jean Grey ID, because Headmaster ID, because I have the student ID. So definitely go ahead and buy up whatever IDs you can. I think I've still got a few Headmaster ones to get, but I'm feeling pretty good about what I got. Dan, do you have any buys that you could think of? Yes, I have uh, three groups of buys. Go for it. All right, the first set, 
as really quick, uh, buy your rare Banshee from Deadpool or from X Men. Oh, very nice. Uh, running running shot pulse wave enhancement gives out a token from your Banshee IDs from Origins. Uh, it's a it's a cheap storm. It's an ice man that can get himself off the map. You can get off the map easier, and you can set up a single target pulse wave easier. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the second one is your jokers. Now this is this is super far reaching, but things are super cheap right now. So just go ahead and spend the twenty bucks and get them in your uh, in your box. Uh, the Jokers in particular um, are going to be your um, la- Killing Joke Joker from Joker's Wild. Right. Um, that one's pretty straightforward. Um, he's 140 points. We know why he's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, your Haha Joker, assuming they let him be called out on the ID. Pretty sure that they will. Um, and there was one other one. The title Joker I don't recommend... Uh, but the Fast Forces Joker's Wild uh, Joker mm-hmm. uh, has Outwit as a call-in. So, uh, t- tell me this. Why are you downing the title Joker? Uh, the title Joker... Well, I'll tell you, and I'll get to my next segment. Um, on my buys, you should also be looking at getting your title Harley Quinns. Okay, yeah. I completely um, agree. Yeah, because your title Harley Quinn comes in with the plus two perplex, uh, running shot, shape change. So she is at 60 points, so she's able to get herself off the map, you know, running shot, shoot something, plus two something. Then Lockjaw can be carried out of the way, or Unseen can sidestep out of the way, uh, that sort of thing. Um, After she gets plopped in... um, now, a couple of other interesting fringe ones I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, your super rare Harley, the red, uh, what is it, Red Lantern? No, 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 the rare Harley, sorry. Um, uh, the Yellow Lantern? Yeah, the rare Prime Harley. Yeah, she was the, uh, the Sinestro Corps, yeah. Yeah, so she's got a, now, and this is just, she's got Perplex down, um, knockback with increased damage, but she's also got hypersonic that can get her off the map. Um, yeah. So hypersonic punch, get herself off the map. Uh, that's going to be a big deal. We've talked about that in the episode already. Yeah, and she has that trait where if she uses that perplex to perplex something down, she can choose closer range. And unless it's the only character on the opponent's force, that target can't make that kind of attack your next turn. So you can yeah. use it on a Unimai and say, I'm going to perplex down your uh, defense, and I'm going to say you can't use ranged attacks, so now Unimai's going to have to get close. Now, with us playing Unimai, that wouldn't be a big deal, but for some someone like uh, Star Fox, if you wanted to say, all right, you can't make close attacks, all right, Star Fox won't be able to really flurry you. He'll have to just shoot you, which could be a big deal. One attack yeah. as opposed to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one is the super rare Prime Harley. Again, for the same reason, she can hypersonic herself off the map. Um, and she can lower down opposing characters' uh, combat values by one uh, whenever she hypersonics against next to them. Uh, now, her combat values aren't that great, um, but 
the fact that she can get herself off the board is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the other one that I think is super easy to get, so it's not like really a buy. You should just go through the dig the 25-cent box somewhere. Uh, the 25-point Harley from Joker's Wild is a 25-point perplex call-in. So that's Moira McTaggart calling in a Harley Quinn plus twoing an X-Men with Perplex uh, and then a Wolverine goes to town. Yeah. So it's something that the Blackbird can use to spin itself up um, pretty yeah, she, pretty readily. Yeah, she's got stealth. So she that's a pretty stealth and combat reflexes. So she's not going to be incredibly easy to kill for 25 points as opposed to like Mora would die pretty quickly. You're going to have to get into Harley's face and beat an 18. That's, I mean, not hard to do, but not easy to do either. Right, and it's only 25. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, that sounds like a lot, but 20, I mean, the games that I played, 25 points was overcomable, 50 points was not. Yep, absolutely. So before we get, was that the last of your buys? Yeah, that was the three. That was my three buys. Yeah. Okay. So before we get into your cells, let's talk about Title Joker real quick. So, what is it about? Because I am on the Title Joker train as far as Collins. He's probably, if I can't fit 140 points, like if I don't have a 140 point character that I could call in Chair Joker, Title Joker is my go to second one. All right. Well, you tell me why you want to call him in then. Okay. Um,. The reason I'm going for him, he's 75 points. Um, he has Outwit, so he starts with Outwit on his dial. He's got a charge, 8 movement, 11 attack, 18 defense, combat reflexes, 3 damage. He's got Outwit, Batman enemy, which is useful in some cases. If I'm building a Gotham City Underworld team, that's going to be great for an 11 attack. Um, then he has his title abilities, and two of them are useful. I mean, he's basically he can charge in, attack... Outwit a defense power and then uses plus one, which allows him to deal basically poison to each adjacent opposing character. Free, deal one damage to each opposing character. Cool. Poison is pretty strong now with a lot of stop clicks. That's strong. So he could come in, hit a Wolverine to a stop click, potentially, and then use his attack to get him off a stop click. If I really wanted to be feeling lucky, like if I'm on my last call in or something like that, his minus one ability isn't bad either. It's just very risky. Um, you roll a d6 on one through two, uh, one and two. You move all adjacent opposing characters up to two squares, and they break away automatically, through, uh, which would be good to break up, you know, bizarre green arrow or those type of things. Three through four give all adjacent opposing characters an action token. All right, I'll take that. Five through six deal each adjacent opposing character penetrating damage equal to the number of action tokens on them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll take that all day if it's not, like, first turn. So it, he takes a little bit of finesse to play, but having another outwit call-in, because, right, that, that's big, too. Like, if I'm looking at it, I'm looking currently, until these are legal, you've got Leech and Jean Grey. There's maybe one other, but it's those two are the main call-in outwits. And so having titled Joker, who can do a lot more, too. So, yes, he doesn't have a way to get himself off the map easily. Um, you could charge up and then sidestep your call-in, the person who called him in back, 
and that would get rid of him. Um, so he's at least as movable as a Pulse Wave and Banshee or something along those uh, routes with the running shot. I think he adds a ton as a Colin figure. Now, if you're running Harley already as a title character, then obviously you can't run him on the sideline as well. So I can understand that. I actually like him a little bit more than the title Harley as a Colin. But um, what do you think as far as title Joker? Um, I think you convinced me. Yeah, I, I would say if he didn't have the outwit, then I would completely agree that he's an okay Colin. But the fact that he does have the outwit, so he could come in and outwit your defensive powers and then do his poison. Okay, cool. So those are fun pieces and annoying pieces. That's how I actually lost my final match in Nationals. They outwitted Lockjaw's Impervious and then poisoned them. So, yeah, so it's kind of, you know, that works. It's a strategy that works, and he can move and essentially poison, because it's poison, but yet not, not poison. Sure. I mean, I think the only thing that really detracts from me is you've got to play him on a theme team. If not, he's not going to be able to charge. Guy didn't have any improved movement or that sort of thing. Right. He, and he doesn't have any range either, right? So the Harley at least has running shot and a little bit of range. So I think she has just a little bit better chance of getting that pop shot off in a more consistent basis. Yeah, and I believe the Joker's Intimidation, is that the Perplex one? It is. So that's also going to be, if you can't afford the Haha Joker, or not the Haha Joker, the uh, Killing Joke Joker on your team, I see him being good to get rid of your Perplexes, outwit something, and maybe you don't move them. Maybe you just do that, and... Uh, I could probably spend more time on saying why I don't think Intimidations are all that great. <laughs> yeah, I it's I would say it's more icing on the cake than the cake itself. Yeah, I mean, three it's three squares, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not map-wide or whatever, like, uh, the original IDs do. Right. Like, uh, it's not as good as Dr. Fate. Oh, yes. You know... Like, a Joker is just not as good as Dr. Fate. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to our cells. Um, my cells for this episode is some of the bigger figures coming out of Origins. So Star Fox, obviously, as we talked about before, made a huge splash. And his price right now is clearly reflective of that. Um, he's currently, at last I checked, was in the 80s on eBay, which is kind of your normal meta chase price range. Um so if you hate that figure, or you have multiples of it, now's the time to sell him. Because he just came off of the win in Nationals, he's going to be sought after, um, the set's still fresh, so people still have him, um, but people want him, um, like they do in the comics, ironically enough. So, <laughs> if you have a Star Fox, sell him now. Because his price isn't going to go higher unless it's like a year from now and there's none of them in the market. Um, also gracing my list is the Blackbirds and the rest of the Con LEs. If you still have them from Origins you, and you're trying to sell them, you might need to sell them quick now rather than later. Uh, the Canadian Nationals kicks off in a couple of weeks. They should be getting, I believe, all of the Con LEs that we got in our Nationals. Um, there might be an ID card or some of the uh, winnables that you can't get there, um, but they're gonna be- no. They they're getting everything. Okay. They'll get they'll get the con Joker and the con Gunpool, and 
the Joker ID that we won't be getting, and the uh, the Rogue ID. Okay, so definitely, if you have those and you're you know sitting on them, sell them now because this is going to be your best shot. The market's about to get flooded with people from Canada trying to sell the pieces as well. Go ahead and just sell them now. Connolly IDs have already dropped to like fifteen to twenty bucks. They've definitely swept the market. Um, so if you have multiples, plan on selling soon before the next wave hits. Uh, what sells do you have for this week? Um, I just have two. Okay. If you have a Beta Ray Bill with a Stormbreaker and a Thor with Mjolnir that you want to get rid of, sell it now. Mm-hmm. ASAP. I, I Thor with Mjolnir is going for like 200 bucks. Mm. Um, I... Now, I mean, you have to really ask yourself if you're ever going to play Mjolnir. But if you're just a guy that's never going to play it and you want to make a car payment, sell your Thor. Yeah, and if you're, I would say if you're a collector in that same mindset, if you don't mind waiting a couple years, he will go down in price once he retires, like most pieces. Now, he won't get to like 20 bucks or anything like that. I could see him getting down to probably like your black lantern zoom levels so still like around 50 bucks or so but you could sell them now for 200 and in the two years buy them back for 50 bucks for your collection um so yes i completely agree with you daniel yeah those are my two sales right now okay Uh, i only have one hold for this week um and that's the green arrow from elseworlds the chase um, I was holding on him going into Nationals because I didn't know how popular he would be main forced. I wasn't thinking he would be, and lo and behold, he wasn't. Um, <laughs> I don't. I may have seen him once, um, but he hasn't seen a lot of teams lately. And but it really only takes one or two people in states, in rock states, to make a top sixteen, and then he's going to be popular again. So I would hold on the Green Arrow a little bit longer because right now he's probably at his lowest cost-wise, and there's a chance he could raise a little bit back up come Rock States and the World Cup. If by the World uh, Rock World Cup or the Rock Cup he hasn't been played at all, then that's pretty much go time because his value is not going to recover. Do you have any holds? Um, I would say along with that. I would say hold on to your other archer. Um, uh, he he's still pretty strong in value, around eighty five dollars or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of a tricky hold, but I don't think that Nationals gave us a good representation of Avengers themed meta. I agree. Um, so hold on to your Hawkeye for now. Yeah, I know Nationals was kind of... The interesting thing with Nationals is that they do the retirement a couple weeks before Nationals drops. So Nationals isn't... For those who don't know much about Nationals or just getting into the meta, Nationals isn't a fantastic idea of what the current meta is. It's kind of a, here's where the meta is potentially going. But teams are rarely fully maximized at that point because it's just... There's too many options, especially when you drop a set a week before rotation happens. Um, so that's why I'm saying hold on Green Arrow. I also agree with holding on to Hawkeye. 
the two archers they were so dominant before retirement um and i'm not ready to i i just don't think they're ready for retirement just because their ids are gone you know the the two guys aren't ready to to retire yet someone like you said is going to find an avengers theme team to put them on with a bunch of giant girls um there might be something from batman with gotham city keyword that could go well with green arrow that has maybe a some sort of super leadership that can help him not have an action token every single turn so there's potential out there um if you're unsure about green arrow wait for the full batman set to be released um i know that's kind of what i've been holding on to see gotham city and gotham city underworld is getting a huge boost out of this set and so there might be something out there that makes green arrow very very viable yeah that's a good good analysis and i think it's the same thing with hawkeye yeah i just think some we just need some more avengers stuff and here's the thing right even if you hold hold your hawkeye now i mean we're the next marvel set's going to have avengers keyword in it mm-hmm. even the, the further one to, is are there any avengers i don't know anything about uh what is it 20 million bc or whatever it's called or two million i have no BC? yeah i have no idea but um i mean there's always going to be avengers in the in the modern age so um hold on to him for now all right let's move on to click four click four final thoughts all right so let's wrap up our show dan uh with our final thoughts what final thoughts do you have for sudden death hero clicks whatever um, I'm looking forward to the Clicksoft Classic. I'll have a two full, uh, a day and a half full of judging ahead of me. Um, so I hope to see lots of folks come out for that. Um, uh, the Clicksoft Classic starts five weeks of tournaments for me. Um, I've got uh, the Clicksoft Classic, two WKOs, two states, then another state, then another, then Big Bang's WKO at the end of the month that I'll be judging. Um, so I'm looking forward to a month full of clicks, um, and I hope to see lots of our listeners um, out and about. Um, as far as my final thoughts, um, I'm really excited for, um, for from Nationals where the meta is going. July looks like it's going to be an incredibly busy month for HeroClick, so I cannot wait for it. Um, we've got Rock States, we've got WKOs, we've got some Rock Online events. Um, so if you are looking to get into the meta now, July is your a good month to do so. Because uh, there should be a Rock event in almost every state at some point in July. Um, if not, there's we have two Rock Online events, two winter maps, one on July 1st. Um, and then the next one should be on July... Uh, should be July 27th, I believe, is when I have the next event. So definitely, if you're looking to get into the meta now, July is going to be a fantastic month for you. Um, and with that, that'll do it for this episode of Sudden Death. Uh, let your dice always roll critical hits, everybody, and you have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye.